0: Hello, and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes. Leave us a nice, sweet, mwah, tasty meatball review there. Hey, we,
1: we're over 50 now. Thank, we, you, to thank you. Thank two, you. Two, two souls,
0: folks. you kind-hearted souls who left us a review. Yeah, thank, thank, you thank you so you much. thank you very much. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast or just supporting yourself with some pretty cool resource guides, check out the Gumroad store on the show notes as well. As well as everything we're going to talk about today, I always do a labor of love really honestly for for everybody he puts everything in the show notes he does all that work i do it i do it for you guys check out the show notes. i appreciate you i know thank you check out the show notes subscribe over to youtube we're on a mission to get to a thousand if you if you are a youtuber subscribe over there get us a little give us a like subscribe notification bell do all the fun things that you know that you must do in order to support us little content creators on youtube do it do it for us yeah. We are now doing a four-part series that is going to last the next four weeks, and we are going to be talking about budget homeschooling.
1: Ooh, it's a big, it's a big topic, y'all. Big, big topic.
0: topic, big topic, and it's a big topic. And so we're going to spend four weeks. It's going to be a nice, you know, just. I mean, we know a lot of people are starting in the new year, uh, right in September. Right with the school year, and even though we don't go with the school year, we, we tend a lot of people tend to go with the school year.
1: Well, it tends to be the yeah. t- the point where people have made the decision. Hey, they're going to homeschool, and they're exactly. getting geared up to kind of start at that same time. Um, and the back to school sales are all oh, yeah. on, so it's a good time. I just want to say that I, you know, I do, We do a lot of uh, a lot of research for these episodes. I, I've done a, a lot of work to get them prepared, and hopefully, mm-hmm. they're going to be really packed with content. I did listen to another podcast. I'm not going <gasps> to say what it was. Um, I listened to another podcast Throwing about shade. yeah about, name names Ariel name I'm names. not I'm not going to name names about budget homeschooling and it was just kind of a almost a laxadaisical <gasps> discussion of how like they shots had fired. saved money shots fired. but it was kind of just very haphazard that's not what this is we're bringing the heat uh, we are going to talk a little bit about how we personally have saved money but these shows are going to be as comprehensive as I could make them yeah. about. All the different ways that you can budget to save how much it should. So today's show is how much it should really cost you to homeschool. And then we're going to be going in. We're going to talk about curriculum and other manipulatives and resources and extracurriculars. And we're going to talk about books. And we're going to talk about all of it um, in the next three shows. But I just want you to know that this is going to have a lot of meat. So don't worry because Matt's made great show notes for you. Absolutely. Um, This should hopefully give you some really good ideas Uh, As we go through all the ways that you can save or that it's, and this is, I guess I should clarify right up front. This isn't just about saving money. This is about having a proper budget. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about knowing what it's going to cost and accepting that, you know, I'm okay with that, that cost, but just kind of knowing going in so you can make a plan for it. And we're going to be talking about, you know, ways to save and, and ways to accept some of the realities and and the trade-offs you have to make. If you want to go more budget friendly uh, you know kind of what you may have to you may have to be more resourceful or you may have to choose something that might not be quite as shiny and yeah. and awesome you know there's there's some there's some trade-offs to be well, made so we're going to try to do a, the best job and also
0: understanding it. that there's a million different ways to do things oh and yeah so, as in everything you know, when, we, when we toss out numbers or we toss out hey you know consider this consider that maybe that doesn't apply to you or maybe you know it applies doubly for you because oh i live in an expensive right. area and we have to do these things or I live overseas and I've got to buy my books. You know, we understand that there are those challenges. And so, you know, your local challenges are obviously going to dictate basically the numbers. But we're just going to be talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. 30,000 foot level stuff today.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's so today's our kind of our overview and how yep. much homeschooling should cost. And then the next three are gonna really get into the nitty-gritty. Uh, you know, so I'm trying to make this like it's like a it's like a course in how to budget homeschool. <laughs> but so be prepared. We,
0: we notice there's a lot of new people and we also notice, you know, just in, you know, behind the scenes when Ariel Matter eating tacos uh, at dinner time, we're talking about our numbers and our, you know, everything. We notice there's always a lot of new people here towards yeah. the end of the summer. It's just and the so time they want to find season. they want to find us. So hopefully, we're going to be giving you guys mm. some good content. If you're a seasoned professional, maybe it's time to go back and 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 crank those numbers and realize, my goodness. I did not know that I spent $400 on markers last year. Maybe an important <laughs> piece of information for you. Today. Yeah,
1: sometimes, you know, it's funny. I was I was kind of taking a look at how, like trying to roughly figure out how much we had spent. And yeah, some things were a little bit surprising. So hopefully this is going to be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, did a lot of research for this one. And I cool. think that there's going to be some good nuggets for everyone.
0: So like always, we try to structure the podcast so that they're informational. They stay on point. So let's get right into it. Basically, what is... You know the annual cost range, like obviously there's a huge delta we kind of alluded to that yes you know, some there may be some people who have you know they they bought a teacher and it's a hundred thousand dollar a year the homeschooler <laughs> yeah but, who knows i am not working is that a cost I mean I right, to, some people have, have everything
1: handed down to them all their curriculum from their for their sister know. or somebody, <laughs> and they don't have any cost yeah, yeah. It, it it does already, you know it is of course span a huge range, but on average, it's typically between $500 and $2,500 per student per year to homeschool. Sign me up. That's cheap. So <laughs> so the way that that breaks down is between 250 and 1200 for curriculum um, materials, which would be like books and supplies, manipulatives, that kind of thing. So it'd be like 50 to $550. Yeah. Field trips between 100 and 250, and then extracurriculars between 100 and 500. So, those yeah. are all big ranges, right? I mean, you know, you look at curriculum 250 to 1200, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Um, We're talking like a box curriculum versus a couple piecemeal uh, digital curriculums.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, exactly, with books that from that the we'll library, right? Yeah. So, there's a lot of different ways that you can go, but on average, that's what it is. Per student per year. So the HSLDA, that's the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, says that on average, though, it's about three hundred to six hundred per child per year. So there is this really big range of what it kind of could they're, be. They're kind of on the low end, though. But the yeah, the yeah. average they're they're saying is like three hundred to six hundred. I'd love to know what which, what those numbers are. Yeah. So I've yeah, got I mean, this. I from, bet you it's just the curriculum. It's it's interesting. I got this from two different sources. And one of the reasons I wanted to put this in here is because. I wanted you to see how, like, these two different these are were two different major sources did not agree, uh, and how these breakdowns can be so wild in range. So just, so when I I think this is important to kind of frame our whole discussion in that if you discuss how much homeschooling should cost or does cost with another friend who homeschools, if you're mm-hmm. listening to another podcast, if you're reading a blog, just know that everybody has such a different answer for this, and it's really what's homeschooling going to cost. For you and hopefully after you get done with the series, you can pencil it out and come up with you know a budget of what you think it'll cost you for the year but it is just so varied um there really is just no meaningful average because every family is so so different
0: but we all know that everybody here on the podcast they're top spenders mm-hmm. they're out there hoarding curriculum. We talked about that in our in our curriculum management uh, podcast a couple of days away ago. Let's get down to it. Like, what do we need to buy? What so, What are people? So somebody's coming in. They're kindergarten, first mm-hmm. grade, second grade, third grade. Maybe they're starting out with fifth or sixth grade, and they're asking, "Good goodness gracious, that was a lot of numbers. That's a lot of ranges. <laughs> what am I? What do I have to buy?"
1: Yeah. So, uh, so there's a, there's a few main things that you'll have to get. A Couple of things you don't have to you don't have to buy. Just so that you got it kind of up. You will not have to do childcare. You will not have to do expensive summer camps. (laughs) Now you may decide to do expensive summer camps, but you don't have to do that. So those are a couple of things. Like when we're talking about the difference between you know your kids going to public or private and going and and homeschooling, those are a couple of big
0: pieces. And maybe you going back to work would you know necessitate these camps?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, summer childcare it's like a it's a huge deal, huge deal. So that's one of those things. So you don't need to do those. So Mm -hmm. that's a great savings there. Um, The things you do need to buy. for home school so a couple of main areas right your curriculum. Whether it's hard copy or a digital curriculum like a PDF that you download and print out but, but, or online that, curriculum. But does
0: that include the basically your language arts, your, your math, and then your literature curriculum and potentially science curriculums? I mean, when you say curriculums, you mean all of those things.
1: Well, yeah. So this, this is curriculum encompasses what you are required to teach by your state. And every state's different. Your mm-hmm. mileage may vary. And what you want to teach, right? So your state may not require you to teach art, but you want to buy an art curriculum that,
0: Je- Jedi origami. <laughs> yeah.
1: We, hey, we actually have a we book on have that. A book on Jedi origami. So. Um, Star Wars origami. Yeah. So yeah. So this curriculum is is anything that's going to give you scope and sequence to help you teach a subject to your kids. Mm-hmm. So. Um. And that can be usually these come in about a thirty-six week framework to kind of mirror the normal school year. Um. And they come in as I said, hard copy, digital. Or online, uh, online they're usually like a subscription based, like yeah. you like a Beast be. Academy yeah, or like one of an those app based type of learning, right? Yeah. Something like that, app based or online or right something something software. Yeah. Um. But, but, so there's a couple of options. So that's
0: great. That that's the curriculum. That those, so, That's a ten thousand, you know, ten thousand questions, ten thousand dollar question there that a lot of people have. We have episodes on curriculums. We'll go ahead and I'll link a couple of the ones that we really like in the review. So if you're looking for a curriculum, we'll go ahead and link those. But I think the big thing is once you have those in place, I think the literature curriculum is obviously very often the biggest thing that people are stressing about because math and, you know, reading, you know, fairly fairly straightforward. They, you know, there's a lot of choice there. But what about the books and all the literature they've got to read? You know, how are they going to manage that?
1: Yeah. So there's books and supplies, which you'll have to get. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you, uh, you would buy some supplies for public school. It's true, true. but you're going to buy way more for homeschool. So, (laughs) you know, the teachers send out those lists for the public school kids every year and they have to, you know, get markers and stuff to support the classroom and boxes of Kleenex and things, but you're going to buy way more for homeschool. So that's, that's an increase just more You're going to do more paper, more art, more everything. Yeah, that's right. And then lastly, there's the extras. So you've got field trips. Enrichment classes, what, you know, if your kid wants to take a pottery class, or um, you've got sports, which um, now, maybe your sports or extracurriculars, you would already do, even if your kiddo was in normal school, but you might do more of those things with, when you're homeschooled because free time you and, have more free yeah. time. You want them to have more social opportunities, you know, whatever it is. You've got more extracurricular activities, co-op program fees, maybe tutoring. You know, you mm. may have like piano lessons, right? They can't go to the school and do it, you know, uh, get, do orchestra, for example. I mean, most states you can't actually go to the public school and do any of those things, so definitely do that. But um, a lot of times when you're first learning, you know, you're going to be doing some sort of like private lessons, right? Yeah. You could get. I, I know a family that has a math tutor <laughs> yeah. because that's just not their, their their jam. They can't teach math or don't feel comfortable teaching it uh, for their middle schooler, so they have a math tutor. Um, so there's there's all of those extras. Um, so one of the things I would say about this, though, in these three things that we've listed, so you've got curriculum, books and supplies, and all your extras. They are all totally optional. There are families that homeschool without a curriculum. There are families that homeschool without buying any books. There are homes. There are families who don't do any extras except ones that they can take at their public school or that they would have reasonably already done even if they were public or school Or maybe students. they're part of a parent
0: partnership like us where we're getting tumbling and all those types. of Right. Things.
1: We have enrichment classes for yeah. free because it's part of our public school. So, um, right. So those are the three main categories of stuff that homeschoolers typically need to buy, yep. but there's a lot of homeschoolers that don't buy one or all of those things. So just so you know, right, those unschoolers out there, they might not buy curriculum, right? There's plenty of people that don't, just don't, uh, don't engage in those areas because they have found a different way that works for their family. But on average, Everyone's looking to buy in those categories.
0: So we talked about the cost range, kind of a nice outline of the high level things that they need to consider when filling out that homeschool. But you know, you're like Matt and you're always looking for a deal. <laughs> Two tacos for a dollar. Right?
1: Ooh, those are poor quality tacos. Oh,
0: but you know what? It fills a more warm... it's a roof over the belly. Um <laughs> beans are a roof over the belly. Ooh. Just like yeah. But anyway, what if they want to do it on the cheap? Can they do
1: it? Right. So this is a question people often ask me. Okay, okay. I, I know that I can get, you know, used curriculum and I know I can buy like or cur- used books. Or like a
0: curriculum share or your friend has I can borrow something like, yeah.
1: okay, how cheap can I really homeschool? Like people are always asking that. Like how, how cheap could I really get and this And It may done? not
0: be because they're cheap, but maybe because, you know, the, the funds aren't there. And well, they, right. And they need to do I mean, it. one of yeah.
1: the things about most homeschooling families is that one parent is not working. Typically, Typically. N- and that's not true for everyone, of course. And we've interviewed, even interviewed people for the podcast where both parents are working and they're juggling homeschooling, yep. or you have a single parent who does work and they still homeschool. It's not that it's you, but it is oftentimes the case that one parent is staying yeah, at we'll home and that it. means that maybe funds are tighter. So yeah, people are always asking, like, how can we save? How cheap can you homeschool? So here's the technical answer. Theoretically, technically. You could homeschool for free. There are um, websites and uh, free curriculum like Khan Academy and others. We'll talk all about curriculum later that you just don't need to spend any money on. You could actually get free curriculum or don't use a curriculum. You know, do your own thing. Make your own unit studies. You know, teach your kid math yourself. You know, do unit studies on the American Revolution or whatever it is and make it up yourself with books from the library. So, you know, there are people that, that do that. Um, use the can, library. Yeah, use the library for all your books. I mean you're already paying for it anyways, you right? might as well use it, right? It's in your taxes. Um, manipulatives often can be made out of, you know, household items to use for math and different Rock, things. Rocks
0: and sticks, Ariel. This caveman
1: homeschool. <laughs> you can do work digitally, yeah. you know, and save the cost of a lot of supplies. You can get a lot of free resources up to and including full curriculum and supplies if you have a public homeschool charter, a parent partnership like us, you know, or your state gives you some sort of a kickback. A couple of us States do support homeschoolers and you get a little bit of money for that yeah. so there are a variety of options you could do this for free however my big caveat to that is that in practicality um, usually it's not free <laughs> so you're going to have to pay for like software and computer equipment Mm. you're going to probably pay for activities to do because that's a hard one to get out of
0: especially with socialization being such an important thing
1: exactly we want to give our kids not just a great education but a great experience as homeschoolers and oftentimes that means that we're paying for some sort of extra classes activities tutoring lessons you know i mean that kind of stuff happens
0: and there's also some like curriculum specific things whether it's like math hey you need an abacus or, right there's some things you can't yeah. just
1: make easily i mean you you, you, you could, could maybe but yeah. you know it's it's a little tougher you're going to want to go on field trips you're going to want to go to the aquarium yeah. when you're or, studying the ocean w- what if you're that. using
0: a curriculum and it requires a spine or a book that is not at your library we've run into this problem right what do
1: you do do you sub it for something that they have or do you go out and get that thing so um you know it's you you can homeschool very affordably i don't know that you can really homeschool entirely for free and still create that rich and engaging experience for I, your kids I but think, you can still do it affordably i
0: think most people i think i think the minimum for most people is that you know in their own lives in their own family in their own house There, most of us who are listening to this we are we would be whether they would go to a public school or a private school we'd be buying educational materials for them to use around the house so like there's right. always that kind of rolling boil of of course, we're going to get things that help educate them. Yeah, you know, and there's there's and going to be some cost. That's kind of like the floor. That's the floor cost, and I think mm-hmm. you can get there. But you're always, I mean, most families are always going to be getting things for their, you know, the kids. Whether even if you just go to Goodwill and you're getting, you know, used books and stuff. I mean, you're always going to spend a few bucks here and there for art supplies and whatnot. So that's kind of like I think the floor.
1: Yeah, there there is going to be some cost, and and I think to create a really a really rich homeschool environment, uh, you know, like a book-rich environment in your home, to to have really great experiences of of field trips and to to have engaging learning materials like good curriculums and things, there's going to be some cost to that. Now, what's cool about this is you get to decide where you want to put your money. And that's a lot about what we're going to talk about in this series is we'll talk about different ways to do things affordably. And there may be something that's really important to your family. Like maybe for your family, having a literary rich environment is super important. And you're going to spend all your money on great used books and new books if you can't get them used. And you're going to do that. that, Yeah, Yeah, we're a good example of that. And maybe you're not going to do the experiential stuff as much. You're not going to go to the aquarium and the Museum of Natural History as much. Maybe you're an
0: outdoor family um, like our friends up in Alaska. And they invest a lot of money into outdoor you know, gear and, right. and whatnot. And that costs a lot of money. But that's a that's a huge piece of their homeschools to, right. you know, explore and, you know, experience the nature. And that's where they've decided to put their, put their money. money right? So yeah.
1: if you've got a limited amount of funds, and I mean, we all have a limit, right? But if your funds are very tight, you know, hopefully we'll di- the things we'll discuss in the series will help you understand where you think you can save and how that coordinates with your homeschool values Mm -hmm. of what you really want to give your kids. And this really depends on the type of kids too, right? Some kids, they, they need like lots of classes and activities and things. And other yeah. kids are going to really benefit from having a home full of books or a home full of art supplies yeah. and crafting supplies.
0: Or, or maybe they're big readers and they're just on their Kindle all the time. We have our friends whose son right. reads on his Kindle all the time. I mean, that's a cost right there. Right,
1: yeah. Maybe it's investing in a Kindle and an Amazon Unlimited subscription or yeah. you know they just get them from the library, whatever it is. So it's going to be different for every family. I don't think that... I don't think it's really practical for it to be entirely free, but it can certainly be very affordable and we're going to do our best to help you know where you can save and where it makes sense for your family to save.
0: Arrow, you should have been a used car salesman. Tell me about the hidden costs you're not telling me about. Lying by omission. What are the hidden costs? Of right.
1: Going? So we talked about the the main things that you think yeah, you're going to have to exactly. buy. We talked about things you don't have to do, like <laughs> child care and and expensive summer camps. If but you don't Era, want to, we still need to go out for dates. But yeah, <laughs> but there are some things in homeschooling that you will have to pay for that you might not be thinking about. So there's going to be extra gas and wear and, and that, tear on your car for your and, field trips. And your these days classes, can, co-ops can really hurt. Right. Yeah, it really can. You know, if if we there was one parent partnership we were looking at that was like half an hour away and we we go for next year we're gonna go four days a week like that's a lot of gas and and mileage wear and tear on your car absolutely Right. So there's there's that there's the there's the, the part about your car. And that, that's not just for classes, but for field trips and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, co-op stuff. And yeah, that's you know, just, other kinds that was of just things. our parent partnership
0: That doesn't include the sports. You're right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, depending on where you live and how far you've got to drive. Um, so there's, a, you know, obviously, if your kid's going to school, like public school, they would go there, they would do all their classes, and they'd stay after for sports practice, and then you'd pick them up later, or they'd get bused home, right? You used to get the late sports bus home, yep. and, and all those transportation costs were taken away. So that's going to be an extra cost just to consider.
0: Heating and cooling. I know a lot of people like yep. us, we have like our Nest thermostat, and when we leave, it knows we're not there, and it kind of like lets the temperature drift up right. or lets it drift down based on the time of the year, but if you're in the home all the time... It's always staying warm and cool. I mean, those are just like little hidden costs.
1: Right. The heating and cooling, definitely. And because we're home and we want to be comfortable, we mess with it more. (laughs) right? (laughs) Which goes into the next thing, which is uh, there's going to be increased food bill because let's just face it, we're home. And so we tend to eat more at home. We tend to snack more on stuff. It just kind of happens. It doesn't yeah. have to happen to you. But I oftentimes I hear homeschool families go, their food bills went up because we are home more and the kids are suddenly more snacky. So uh, because we're we're home all the time, um, there's going to be increased electrical water costs because you're home the rest of the day. So Just know there's some utility things. Um, So those are just some small hidden costs. I think that the other thing I would say about a hidden cost is that You can start off the year with a really great plan. Like, okay, my budget is X, and I'm going to buy this curriculum, and I'm going to purchase just these books and these other ones at the library, and I'm signing my child up for this one class or one tutor, and then we're going to have this one sport, and I've got it all laid out. It's all perfect. (laughs) My budget is great. And then we start the year, and and we find out.
0: piano. He wants to do the oboe.
1: Right. We we need to change instruments. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sport didn't work out. Or or he made great friends with his teammates and they're all doing this second sport. And so then you hear all of a sudden you're doing spring baseball too, you know, or we get into that curriculum and it doesn't doesn't work for me and I have to change it. Or the books I plan to get from the library, everyone's doing that same curriculum. I can never get these books. So I'm gonna have to make changes. But also,
0: like drift, like you're just get interested in a unit study. Right.
1: All of a sudden, you're like, my kid is all about birds. And then I want to buy, I want to buy owl pellet kits so I can do dissection. And we want to do this. And you get into the rabbit holes, and all of a sudden, your spending grows when you weren't necessarily I think, planning I think on the that. drift is the big one. Like the, we're, the drift is huge. Yeah. I mean, that that's huge because you want Pacific it, Rim Drift. <laughs> you want to encourage your kids, right, to go down these rabbit holes. Yeah, and so, yeah, you know, you start off with a great plan.
0: YouTube's great, but eventually they got to touch something. Like the pellet kit, I think it's a yeah. great example. You get yeah. these like... We we get these great National Geographic kits. They're like ten or fifteen bucks, but you do three or four of them. It's like fifty, sixty bucks right, right. there. You know,
1: it's you know when you're doing public school, yep. you get your kids new clothes, new shoes. You buy the school supply, their new backpack and binders and stuff. You get the school supplies on the list from the teacher. You send them to school, and or, then that the, the or, school takes care of or, all or the, the new, rest of or it. Or the
0: new sport we didn't think we were going to play baseball. We didn't think we were going to play soccer. You know those type of things. All of a sudden, I got to buy cleats. I got to buy a bag. I got to get shin guards. I got to get a soccer ball. I got to get nets for Outback. And boom, you've just dropped 150 bucks.
1: And and some of this stuff can happen even if you went to public or private, right? Your kids at home could get really into robotics or something. And and you'd have to buy this stuff anyway. But we just wanted to kind of say that I think the biggest hidden cost of homeschooling is as your budget changes throughout your homeschooling year, as you have to change something, augment something, your kids want to go deeper. So you should, when you're budgeting, leave some reserve. In, in program management, we, we call it like the, the, the program manager overage right so we just we we like reserve a bit of this and we just like oh yeah that's our reserve and we and we buffer, keep it buffer yep we save that buffer so that someday we eat into it and then we're happy that we had it so make sure that at the beginning of the whatever your year is if it's now uh that you save some yep. if you are on a tight budget because you will need that at some point
0: so we talked about the range of the costs we did a little bit about like kind of high level view of what of what they need to buy. A little bit about, you know, doing homeschooling on the cheap, kind of understanding, you know, what are those base level costs and kind of the idea of free and then also kind of these hidden costs. We're going to do three more episodes coming up here that are going to kind of dive into various aspects here. And so hopefully you guys will stick along with us for this month. But we need to get a little bit of, you know, high level parting thoughts. You will overspend. In your first year. Like if you're sitting here. First year or two. First year or two, you're going to overspend. You're going to buy more than you need to buy. That's you're true. finding things and you're discovering things and you're it's understanding so your They'll learner. It. And it's actually a fun thing. You And that's, I think, where the drift takes over is because you are having so much fun or your kid's having fun or you're trying to find the fun. Right. Because right. maybe a curriculum that you just spent a bunch of money on doesn't click. We've heard the horror stories. I bought this $1,000 curriculum. Didn't work. We just, you know, they wanted to unschool instead, <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. that's kind of like, a, you know, that will be a, obviously a, a wide swing there, but, you know, just having those ideas that you're going to maybe drift around, try different things. And yeah. maybe you finish something early and you want to do kind of a review. This is something that we've been doing a lot of, which is like a lot of the reviewing things. And so we're buying more books and more curriculums and more workbooks and all these type of things. And so there's always this drift, there's always these overage costs, you will probably go over the first two years
1: yeah so if you are a second or third year homeschooler and you're looking at it and going like man i spent so much to homeschool these last couple of Mm -hmm. years you know really kind of audit that because it's the chances are like i mean we did i think everybody does it sometimes you have bought more than you probably needed to because you were excited your kids were excited and hey if you have the money that's fine but don't like worry that that's maybe every year the other thing is that it will get more expensive as it goes along. So your earlier grades of elementary are easier and cheaper to homeschool than your later grades, right? Because there's a lot of you know, math manipulatives, you can fudge. But at some point in high school, you're going to need to buy a microscope. So, <laughs> Or
0: you're going to need to buy an, a nice calculator, a TI-83 or something.
1: Right. Or are your kid's going to need a Chromebook so that they can yeah. do their work. I mean, it's going to get more expensive. The curriculum is going to get more expensive. It, it goes up as you get older. It's so, more sophisticated too. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of plan on that, that that's something that's going to grow.
0: Yep. And, you know, talking about a little bit about those costs, you know, there are no federal, you know, at least in the United States, obviously we have some overseas listeners, right. but there are no to. there are no federal tax breaks for us. But we do have a lot of state tax breaks. We have some state kickbacks, as you, as you alluded to earlier. There are some states that are experimenting with, you know, backpack funding and things yeah. of that nature. So they're starting to be kind of an interest in, you know, subsidizing, you know, the cost of homeschooling through some type of, you know, kickback program. But it's not universal. It's only in a few states. So most people are under the regime of it's out of your own pocket.
1: Right. But there's a few of you, you know, you in Illinois, Indiana, yeah, Louisiana, us. Minnesota, there's a few different states. Look at your own state and find out if you have any kind of a, a tax deduction or anything for, for homeschool or for educational supply purchases. So really look into that. And dovetailing with that, look into education savings accounts mm-hmm. um, like Coverdell um, or there's some state specific plans. So a lot of times it'll allow you to put money tax-free into or put not money tax free you put you put money into it and then it grows tax free and then you get to spend it on like tuition and other educational expenses so there could be some you know some ways to get some tax breaks but in general we don't you know in the United States we don't get a lot <laughs> we don't get a lot of a lot of deductions or credit for the fact that we are operating as a school and buying all these supplies and books and things for our kids which is a real shame, but that's just not the way that it works.
0: And kind of be- best practices go out there and make some friends and see if you guys can use common curriculum. Yeah. Sharing definitely. curriculum. That's something we're doing with uh, another family of ours, kind of sharing that curriculum. Um, using curriculum more than once. You know, we're using kind of the yes. right start math where we're going to do bundled curriculum where we have our, our younger goal, our older go along with our younger, say when we come back and do the around the world. Um, you know, journey that we yeah, just with completed with our younger daughter, our older is going to come along with us for that whole year. And so we're going to double dip there and yeah. that's going to save us some, some money there.
1: There's some curriculums that you can use over again for the next child, assuming yeah. that that child is, that's going to work with their learning style, right? Yeah, you can and, do some yeah. legacy
0: schooling. Exactly. Or managing your curriculum in an appropriate manner. There's a lot of curriculum out there that uses workbooks. If you tear those workbooks out and if yeah. you can do those workbooks on like you know, behind a sleeve, and you can right. erase. You can then use that for a second kid or a third kid. Right. We're going to talk a lot this, about curriculum
1: know, and, and how to get how to get the most out of your yeah. curriculum dollars. Um, but just know that there are tricks, lots of tricks. yeah, lots of tricks to the trade.
0: Yeah. And, it, and I think that becomes even more important when there's more
1: kids. That's absolutely true. Yes. the The kind of takeaways that we would like you to have from just this overview episode is that you know homeschooling on a tight budget really requires you to be resourceful. And there is a cost in your time and energy. And Absolutely. I know it's not a monetary cost. So it's not like, you know, that's kind of hard when people say, well, there is a cost. Um, it's a different type of cost. Know that it is, it is uh, more expensive but way easier and less time consuming to just buy everything, <laughs> to just buy it and have it and have the curriculums where they put it all together for you and everything is done and you just follow the the script, right? That is the, and it comes in a big box. That is the most expensive and easiest thing to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you may pay for ease of implementation.
1: Right, so know that the more, uh, the tighter the budget you're on, the more of your time will be required to be resourceful. And you can be, and you can save that money, but you have to prepare for the time that it'll take. It may mean that you need to set aside, you know, some amount of time every week or every month that you're going to be looking for the next resources or putting together your own unit studies or whatever it is, because you're trying to save those extra dollars. So just know that going in, there is a trade-off there. And there may be some areas where you decide that it's too much time. And it's really hard when you're first or second year homeschool, even second year homeschool and your kids are still really young to know, (laughs) like, I can say like, oh, you know, I could put together my own unit study for, you know, doing, I don't know, studying about land mammals or something. I could, yeah, I could do that. (laughs) Right. And I, and I think about it No, I could probably do that, but I don't know, like, what would it take to put together my own units, you know, to do my own teaching of like learning to read? Like, yeah, like and all and all my, my phonics own phonics thing, thing yeah. right? Like, I, I just don't know and I haven't been in that. And maybe I might find that land mammal surprises me too. You know, it's just, and and sometimes it sounds easier to do. And, you know, we look at the sample weeks of these curriculums and we're like, I could do that, right? Like, that's yeah. not that complicated. Let me tell you, it is actually that complicated. Yeah. Um, well, it's
0: sort of a, you it, know, it's, 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 just, a jo- it's a joke. we I always, I always say that if you're going to spend 40 hours. Preparing your taxes, you might as well have just paid somebody, like an accountant to do those for but you. But it
1: didn't cost you five hundred dollars to have your taxes done, which is what I always say to him every year. So But
0: like it goes back to like you're exchanging your time. So you if certainly you do want to do those land mammals and you find a unit study that is, Oh, it's uh it's land mammals of North America. Well, I really want to do South America, but could you just do North America? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, you, there are some... Well, could in, you
1: get that and learn from them about your, like what yeah. the good key elements were and then, you know, Extended, expand, extend yeah. it into another continent? Right. Yeah, like you got to make those trade-offs. Go. There's but always trade-offs. There is going to be a trade-off. Your time is definitely going to be a part of this, and That becomes even a part more, of saving again, this money.
0: We, I think it's, it's obvious, but it becomes more complex when you start having more than one kid, when you got multiple kids in there. Absolutely. And I'm starting to feel that pressure now as my 3 year old is starting to do some quasi homeschooling you know i'm feeling that pressure of having to manage both educational mm-hmm. you know tracks and it's hard because both kids are at different levels and i have right. to like i have to gear up for one kid and i got to gear down for another kid and it's like it gets your mind going and if you're also spending hours building curriculum yeah it can be a lot and and, and mm, to avoid absolutely. that burnout you know we have a long episode about you know homeschool burnout and those are things you need to consider when you're making these choices and you're making these dec- uh, decisions
1: absolutely you know, homeschooling really, it doesn't have to break the bank, but you yeah. do have to have a good plan. Yeah. So not only do you have to be resourceful along the way, but you have to plan well from the beginning if you're really going to stick to a budget. And part of this is identifying what your budget is. Mm-hmm. Truly, what are you prepared to input monetarily into your homeschool, and at what times. So like Maybe it's like, okay, here's what I have to spend up front before the school year starts, which is where you can get your curriculum and things. And then here's how much I could spend per month through the school year on this. Um, so you know when you may decide to buy books and things. and mm-hmm. And know that you might want to pool some of your budget money together. Some of your... Say, oh, you know, I'm going to spend... Let's say I'm going to spend $100 a month or something, or $50 a month. You may want to like pool a few months so that you're ready to take advantage of that target. Buy two, get one free book sale that exactly. you know comes up once a quarter or, if a you know, or whatever.
0: Or if a curriculum that you like tends to go on sale, tends to sign go on up sale. for their newsletter, wait for it to go on sale, buy it then.
1: Right. So I think if you know that you're in this tight budget category, the best thing that you can do is really put it on paper for yourself about what you're prepared to spend and when you're prepared to spend it. And then you can listen to the rest of these episodes and and really look at like, okay, this is how much I have to drop on curriculum right now. Okay, here's where I want to save. Or maybe, you know, hey, I'm going to save money on my curriculum. I'm going to do some cheaper things there because I want to do more field trips over here, right? There's going to be a lot of maybe robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? You you have to like, you're going to have to um figure out where you want to allocate your resources and your resources are time and money and energy and where do you allocate those to and 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 that's a big part of the mix so i think our homework assignment would be for you for those of you who know you're Ooh, on a tighter homework. budget go, homework this is
0: homeschool we don't do homework. right work.
1: for those of you who know you're on a tight budget Start thinking about this and start putting something down on paper so that you can understand because it really can quickly snowball and especially when those book sales come up, mm-hmm. all of a sudden things go south, ask me how I know, and all of a sudden you've dropped tons of money on things you weren't expecting to. Not mm-hmm. that that's always a bad thing and you know it's led to some great content for our house, but... <laughs> get your budget together, understand what it is so that you're not surprised later and you don't have to make, you know, you don't make decisions that then like, Hey, I may, I bought this super expensive curriculum at the beginning. So then I don't have any money for all the rest of this stuff for the rest of the year because I've already blown my budget, you know, really think it through so that you can be prepared to make those decisions. And, and the last thing I want to leave everybody with is remember you have complete control over the cost of your homeschool. Mm-hmm. I going to say that again. You have complete control. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to let yourself get carried away buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but... It is to say that unless there's something in your state that mandated you buy something, and I don't know of a state that does that, so please let me know if that's the case. You are making all the decisions. You decide on the curriculum. You decide on the books. You decide what supplies you're going to buy, what extracurriculars your kiddo is going to do. This is all within your control to decide what you want this to cost. But, you know, there are going to be extra. There may be extra effort required if you needed to come in under a certain level, but no Mm -hmm. one's dictating to you how to do this. It's you and your kids working together on what you want to learn and how much you want to spend and then finding a way to make that happen. So don't feel pressure. Like I know that some people are in groups, co-op groups and stuff, and everybody's like buying the Timberdoodle crate for 1100 bucks a year. And you know, you feel this like pressure To, you know, oh, get the same things Uh, or whatever. Everyone's talking about Right Start Math, you know. So I'm going to buy this expensive Right Start Math manipulative kit. And we love Right Start Math, but it is expensive manipulative kit, (laughs) right? So, you know, just know it really is up to you. Nobody is telling you what you have to buy for your school. And there's lots of great ways to make it affordable. And we are going to do everything that we can to help you find those affordable paths
0: so So, this is episode one of of four get out there mow some lawns save a few bucks let's get (laughs) into
1: it your kids mow some lawns (laughs) of course all right so yeah stay tuned with us and uh, we're going to be asking you along the way too what your favorite uh, budget-friendly ideas are for each of the categories that we're going to talk about
0: I, i hope that we can source some more info so if you're listening to this we'll be posting this in the facebook groups absolutely get in there comment Throw some comments on YouTube. I know there's yeah. a bunch of you guys who listen on YouTube. Throw some comments into the show. Uh, right. Tell us your below. favorite
1: ways that you save money in your homeschool. Oh, man. Oh, jamma.
0: That's going to be... And get your
1: budgets together, folks, so that you're ready for the next few episodes and you can start making some plans. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!